0: Monday evening. Uh with me tonight we have another special guest, uh, but my co-presenter, uh, we have uh Peter Ray Allison. Good evening, everyone. And our uh our special guest is Adam Adam Colcluff, aka Jim Credible. Hello there. <laughs> so Adam, for everybody who doesn't know who you are. And your uh your awesome blazer that you've got on right now. Uh <laughs> yeah. for all of you who can't see it, it's a it's a Marvel Blazer. Uh is it Marvel?
1: Uh, yes, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, just want to make sure before I get crucified. <laughs> oh <laughs> do not get that wrong. You do not cross the cross the streams, man. Yeah, do not cross the streams. Um so uh tell us who you are, what you do, what's your thing?
1: Uh well, hello, I'm Adam. Uh, I go by Jim Credible um i started off as a cosplayer mainly as the joker Uh, i say mainly i think i've done two other costumes that i've probably only worn once so it's a lot of the joker uh and then that evolved into me becoming a host and event coordinator for a a range of events but mainly sci-fi weekender okay big question is
2: was i've only ever known you as the joker every event it's a Joker. What else have you cosplayed us?
1: Uh, so I cosplayed as Ace Ventura a couple of times.
2: I can see that. Do it,
1: do full pink tutu and everything. <laughs> do you know? Do yeah. you know? Do
0: you know the lines?
1: Uh, oh, I haven't done them for yet. The, what the
0: who uh, the. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mm, like a glove (laughs) (laughs) yeah you
0: definitely got the isms there man (laughs)
1: um and i also did um jaune from ruby bit of a a random out there one i just really like the character and it meant i could have a little bit of armor
2: no okay Um, Was, was the armor something you designed and built yourself or was that commissioned
1: uh, it was well i'm rubbish at making things i'd love to say i was good at making things i'm i'm absolutely not uh the armor itself was made by a friend of mine and um everything else was just basically clothes that were slightly adapted yeah very yeah
2: because yeah, i mean I, I can see you doing a very good adventure you have kind of that natural face fit for it
1: yeah i, I mean yeah i've always <laughs> had the kind of <laughs> <face>.
0: <laughs> oh amazing absolutely yeah amazing. The,
1: the elastic face comes into it quite a lot um it, it comes from my kids party days the whole kind of make make any child from the age of like two to six laugh without saying a word and if you can just pull a silly face kid party days uh yeah so i i did kids parties for about four years In my early twenties, which makes me feel so much older now, (laughs) Uh, and that's that's where Jim Credible came from. Okay, so what what
0: what did you do? Was it like uh, what
1: sort of entertainment was it? Uh, Disco games uh, arrived with flashy lights and large speakers and plied the kids with sugar, and then they (laughs) handed them off to their parents at the end of a two-hour party. (laughs)
2: so you're the you're part of the problem you were part of the problem
1: yeah essentially it was right kids let's get hyperactive and your problem now that was (laughs) that was essentially my job so that's that's a
2: counter free thank you so much for that
0: Being a being a child myself, I, I get on very well with 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 kids, and I can sort of I can sort of uh, get on with them. But it's very much a case of I can hand them back at the end of the of the end of the day and stuff. So when they're being assholes, I'm just like, all right, you can have them back now. I'm done.
2: Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thanks.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was my fun from that that job. Just the kind of I got to mess around like a child, and then not have to worry about the aftermath.
2: <laughs> from from. Or someone who would had to deal with the aftermath. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so so tell us some more about Sci-Fi Weekender uh, Area 51. Is that as well? Yeah,
1: that's that's the main company that I work for. And it's Area 51 that do all the entertainment for Sci-Fi Weekender. Uh, we bring in most of the entertainment anyway. Um, yeah, so Sci-Fi Weekender. Funnily enough, it was the actual first convention that I went to. Um, I got dragged along by uh, a few friends of mine and it was that convention that I'd, um, so I went to a, a dressmaker, sorry I'm kind of side storying the side story, okay. um, went to a dressmaker that was a friend of my mom's, funnily enough and was like I would like a suit please, he was like, "I've I haven't i have made a suit since I went to like, um, what's it called, fabric school, not fabric school,
0: design We're- school?
1: design school yeah let's go with that um yeah. she's like that sounds really fun made me the joker suit and i went to sci-fi Weekender in the joker um and then i got picked up by galactic knights because they realized that i was a very loud annoying person and they like having a loud annoying person around <laughs> um yeah and then the next year at sci-fi i went with the galactic knights i ended up taking over the organizing of the cosplay competition um and i had a very stressed person come up to me uh, i'd like to say i don't remember this part of the story because i was a few drinks in at the time but uh, i have been told this part of the story later on i had a very stressed person come up to me saying what's happening here where who's organizing this competition what's happening what's happening and i just turned around and said mate chill the fuck out i've got the shit and walked off uh, and it turned out that that was matt page the director of area 51 Uh, who a few months later sent me a message that was something along the lines of so I remember you being a bit of a dick but then I remember you saying that and thinking he best have this now and then it was done so I've got a job for you if you want it Uh, and since then I've been working with Area 51 and helping out with sci-fi stuff Um, but for those of you who don't know Sci-Fi Weekender is I mean to say it plainly probably the best convention in the world I think to be, it's
2: not really conventional. It's more of a festival. You think about yes. a typical, typical convention, it doesn't fit that mould. But you look at like a festival, which is basically a massive geek party, or as as it became known, space butlands.
1: Yes, space. But yes,
2: oh, and space yeah, it's just basically a massive geek fest, and so mm. it's not really convention. I mean, there's nothing like it in the UK at all.
1: No, I mean we we do the conventiony stuff. We've got the celebrities. Um, yeah, we've got the celebrities, we've got all of that kind of fun times, uh, and the stalls and things like that, and the usual things that you see at a convention. But then night time rolls round, and we put real entertainment on for everyone. Yeah, and- yeah.
2: I mean, like you've had some great entertainment. There's some great bands on, like you know, Flesh Tetris. You've had uh, Doctor and the Medics, who just completely brought the house down.
1: Yeah, they're fantastic, actually.
2: Darth Elvis.
1: It was just yeah. harvests are a personal favourite.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love Blues Harvest, they're really good.
1: Yeah, and I mean we've we've had um level up Leroy. Oh yeah, there. we had him
0: on the podcast,
1: yeah. Oh just we could I mean yeah. yeah. That guy can get me dancing for hours. Yeah. <laughs> hours.
0: Um this is this is gonna be very random, but I I it, it was MCM Manchester, right? I've put a link in the I've put a link in the um Skype chat yeah if you if you direct yourself to two minutes and five seconds and two minutes and 34 seconds uh there we have a, a Jim Credible uh answering uh answering some questions by a very thin Matt Geary from MCM and what year was this 2015
1: 2015 wow six that's years so- ago yeah, that would
0: probably have been my first MCM, maybe. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. You're in your Joker outfit, uh, and I'm asking a lady uh, dressed as she's in. It's like I'm not sure if she's meant to be. A, she's like one of the, um, like Captain America sort of showgirl type. Uh, you know, ones when he's doing the the oh yeah uh, the the show. Uh, and you're beside her uh, and it's a basically Marvel versus DC Geek Pride big question that we used to do when we did the MCMs Um, and there you are And it's like i know this guy from somewhere Mm i'm i'm really bad with faces but not but i'm really bad with names but i'm awesome with faces like i recognize people really easily but it's just like names just yeah but i definitely i've seen this guy before
1: (laughs) and there you are i mean i when i first got onto the scene i was basically just like a a rash i made sure i went everywhere I, (laughs) I i i tried to hit the con scene hard to begin with yeah, and I
0: I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, like I you know, I've not I've not been to one in a very long time. Uh oh you're th- not, there you are, you're you're back again at two fifty seven as well. But I've not been obviously been to one in a while. Um but yeah, I you know, I really enjoy it. Um more so for the this the atmosphere and if you're in London just sort of drinking, going to the Fox and having a few a few bevvies, and they're generally talking broken biscuits to random people. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I do miss it. Um, you ever been to any American conventions?
1: I've not. I would love to. But I, I've not now. It's I've never had the chance, so and just, life kind of got in the way a little bit now.
0: Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? Just uh, I was planning on going on my fortieth birthday this year uh, for a fly a fly drive across the estates um, to. You know, do, um, start off in the East Coast, do some sort of historical battlefield type stuff, because I'm a nerd like that, and then end up in San Diego for the Comic Con and then go off to Vegas for the end and stuff. And um, unfortunately, my mates had to postpone his wedding because of um, the whole COVID thing. And uh, it's this August, so I don't think I got a bit of deal. I think he'd be a bit annoyed at me if I sort of prioritised my fortieth over his over his <laughs> wedding. So um, there it is, good that. And I, be- I believe you had COVID. I believe you've had COVID.
1: Uh, yes, I was unlucky enough to get it very early on. Um, uh, in March time, I think oh, it was
0: right, like right on the button there.
1: Yeah, like because um, I mean, I swear I got it at the supermarket. This was before, you know, masks were mandatory and all that fun times. Uh, but the only place that I was going in the supermarket at the time, and I got hit with it pretty hard, if I'm completely honest. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, day day seven or eight, I came downstairs feeling worse than I had. Um, to save the gory details, I picked up on a couple of things that shouldn't be happening. Uh, ended up in A&E with an x-ray of my lungs and a doctor telling me that um yeah, I, I had early on early stage pneumonia, and they so, threw antibiotics at me.
2: So I I take you're completely over it now and don't have any kind of ongoing or lasting symptoms or anything like um, that.
1: Yeah, I mean ninety nine percent I'd say I'm completely over it. Every now and then there's like a weird pain in your chest that a, a few people who've had COVID say that they have, but it's not it's not anything kind of that holds me back. Okay. Oh, so so I, I do have a really weird great story if you want to hear it oh about yeah go my- on we're all about yeah. the weird great, great stories yeah. so for anyone who's had covid if it hits you the only way that you can actually get around is by hyperventilating because your body just doesn't have the oxygen to you or anything the day that i i went to hospital i was sat in the bed after being admitted and everything and having the x-ray um and i was like i still feel faint and really bad and like what's wrong with me and I was like wait I've been hyperventilating since I left the house because I'm like I need to hyperventilate to move to do anything it's like maybe I'm, I'm just gonna you know try and slow my breathing down maybe I'm like I'm completely faking it now I've just I've I've hyperventilated I'm all in my own head I'm, I've clearly made everything that I saw up this is nothing. So the doctor comes over about an hour and a half after he's done the x-rays. And the first thing that I said to him was, uh, let me guess, there's nothing wrong. I'm completely making it up on not I'm lying to you. And he just looked me in the eye and went, unless you can lie on an x-ray, absolutely not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, so how long were you in the hospital for? Uh,
1: well, all of about four or five hours. Something oh, like right, that. So- they, 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 the doctor pretty much came up to me, said... Um, yeah, there's, there's, um, there's the shadowing on your lungs that you normally get from COVID. There's a nice big black area that's the, the first bit stages of pneumonia. Uh, I'm going to give you two antibiotics and buy a thermometer. Uh, and he's like, you're, you're a young enough guy. You're fit and healthy. You don't want to be in hospital. We're going to send you home, but you've got to take your temperature every hour. And if at any point, for any reason, your temperature goes up, come straight back here. So yeah, then it just became watching my temperature, and thankfully, the next day, temperature started coming down, and I started getting better. And well, thank
2: the rest goodness! Is thank goodness, mate. It yeah, yeah, it was shocking, like, and it really kind of brought the whole pandemic home when one of my friends has COVID, and yeah. it's not just the symptoms, but it's been hit hard and has got pneumonia. And all the other horrible symptoms, and he's just like, no, no, this is real. This is happening right now. And yeah, it just yeah, just really brought it Sha Sean
0: yeah, Wallace, just... Sean Wallace had it. You know that, um, and he got quite ill. That's why he hasn't been able to get in the podcast and stuff a lot because he's been suffering a fair bit with it. Which is hopefully he, you know, he's on the he's on the road to recovery. But he's been really he's been really struggling with it. Ah, the, the barking. Uh, we'll, we'll move is on. that his
1: dog by any <laughs> chance? Who is insistent on me playing?
0: Yeah. Oh, my, my my dog. Um, I had a big meeting last week, and my dog decided to choose that very moment that he wanted to kick off, and I was just like, "Oh man!" And I, he was certainly like, "I'm going to play right now," and I'm like, "I've got a fucking meeting. Get off!" <laughs> so, what what sort yeah, of dog is was, it?
1: Uh, it's a collie cross with an Australian cattle dog. Oh wow. Yeah, we, we got her the third week of lockdown. All right, okay. Yeah, because we'd been, me and my partner, we've been talking about getting a dog for a while, but we're both performers. Um, so there's just, we got no real time to put... So we had time to take care of a dog, but we definitely didn't know that we had, say, a set four weeks to train up a puppy and get it exactly as we wanted. And all of this happened... Um, we were just looking through the dog websites one day <laughs> and um, Tiger was going to be a working dog on a dairy farm, <laughs> but because of COVID, they were having to get rid of all of their dogs. Oh. Um, she was she was pick of the litter. She was the only brown one in the litter because um, uh, Australian cattle dogs are normal, the, the blacky blue colour. Mm-hmm. All the rest were black and white uh, and we just met her and... Yeah, we were having a conversation on the way, and it was kind of like I turned around and said, "Well, if she runs up, jumps up, and starts trying to lick my face, I know that that'll be the puppy that I want." And Naomi had said all the same things, and literally the first thing that she did was run up, jump on my lap, and start trying to lick my face. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, I need, I need Tiger to, I need Tiger now." This <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, can, can we meet her?
1: Yeah, she's just been pulled upstairs. Uh, but I'll see if I can whistle her down. Uh, headphone warning: I'm going to do a pretty loud whistle. All so right, just,
0: okay. Yeah, Hands on ears, everybody.
1: Come here. Here she comes.
0: Well, I hear thunder, 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 thunder. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll oh, move the for everybody down. who's listening the to this, room we're about to see on, the hound. There she is. Oh, that is there a she very is.
2: nice
1: tiger. Oh, she has ball. Life is bad ball. Tiger? <laughs> chin? No, chin. Oh.
0: Oh, can we do it on camera? tiger chin <laughs> oh wow yeah my dog would not do that my dog literally doesn't do tricks he's very much a, like mm, yeah i don't think so It just gives me dirty looks most of the time right. you have to be
2: to sci-fi weekend and next time
0: yeah
1: oh yeah i want her to be my little performer uh
0: we've yeah. got we've got urban tripper on youtube says we miss oh. sci-fi weekender
2: as do i sir as do i yeah Yes. Yeah, I mean, you never see the—I've never seen the Urban Troopers at any other event, but just seeing these guys biking around on BMXs in black suits and Stormtrooper helmets,
0: yeah,
2: it's just great. I love those guys.
0: I've—I've never been to a Sci-Fi Weekend, or it was one of those sort of on the list to do, but uh, life has gotten away recently, so I've not been to anything. So, when this no, all like blows it. over, maybe I'll make it to the next one, eh?
1: Definitely. I I can't imagine the party that we're going to have when we can finally have a party in that room again. Everybody walking
0: around licking everybody's face and stuff. I could do this night.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's always happened at Sci-Fi weekend. (laughs) Yeah. For anyone anyone listening who's not been to Sci-Fi, imagine about two thousand nerds in a room, most of which drinking. All of which are the most lovely people you'd ever meet. That's the, the the only way I can sum it up. the The first time that I went, I just went as a punter with a few friends, and I think I knew about thirty percent of the people that went. But just from you walk around, you start a conversation, and now that I've done five, maybe six, maybe yeah, more, I've lost I, track. The times I've been. I'm willing to say that there is maybe eighty percent of people in that crowd that I have. At least had a good conversation with, or I've had a drink with, or we've sat down and had some food at some point, or just everyone knows everyone, and it is just the loveliest group of people in the world.
2: Yeah, because I remember the first time I went there was like Sci-Fi Weekend uh, Four, maybe so fair fair about six years ago ish, and I was up as a bunch of mates won won some tickets. I tagged along. And I was absolutely blown away by it. I was like, this is the best con I've ever been to. And I've seen all these guys doing this fantastic stuff. I'm, like, I'm going to write about this because I was writing about it for another web. Um, I think it's actually just a big geek pride. And so I was going to this... say
0: another website, Pete, another
2: website. Oh my God. My heart, <laughs> mine heart. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, and basically, So I approached um the PR person at the time and said, listen, I write for the geek pride. Um, who does who does speak to to kind of get some interviews lined up and start speaking to people and got some interviews with Virginia Hay, um, actually with Matt Page of A Fifty One, and yeah, just basically uh, this is just really is a fantastic event that needs you know and it needs success. I mean, it doesn't need success, but you know, like I just wanted it to really succeed and really to flourish. Like I mean, you never ever see another event like it. I mean, where else will you find um, for? Stopping an unmarked police call.
1: Oh, yes. That was Sheffield. Exactly. Oh, yes. Oh, where we'd we'd got to the end of our party there, haven't we? And we all just Basically, it was was about midnight. In Sheffield, yeah. It was about midnight. And we were
2: all still in the mood, so to speak. And I thought, Corporation. Sheffield, we have to go there. Wow, well, I've not been side. years. It's, yeah, it's, again, excellent rock club. And so we all started stomping all over to Corp and need to cross the road, which was a bit busy at that time. And I can't remember exactly how it happened, but four stopped in the middle of all and so, so, shouted something like, Stop! IM4! I am 4 Unfortunately, the car yet- stopped. with was an unmarked police car.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> and we had
2: a lot of
1: explaining to do.
0: Wow. Oh, it was
1: a beautiful time. I mean, where else in the world? I've I've bought Ensign Kim a pint. Yeah. Ensign Kim from Voyager just, just happened to be drinking in the bar, and I'd walked up to the bar and just yelled and was like, what are you drinking, mate? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Don't know if he ever finished it. Don't know if he drank it. Didn't really talk to him that much. It's just now I can say i bought Ensign Kim a pint.
0: <laughs> uh, what's his name? Um, we saw loads. When we were in San Diego um, for the Comic-Con, <laughs> There was like you know you, you literally just would bump into random sort of kind of famous people and stuff. There was like mm. uh, DJ Qua- DJ Qu- uh, Quails or Qualls is it? Who um, was in uh, Road Trip and he was in um, he was in Big Bang Theory once I think and he's been in a lot of things. You know him, he's he's quite a thin guy, thin actor. Um, you'd know him to see him, um, but he was in the bar that we were always in called uh, a place called Henry's Pub. And he was just sitting there all the time. I, d- I didn't talk to him, but I was just like, "That's uh, that's DJ Qu- uh, Qualls or Quails." Know, I'm bastardizing his name at the minute, but he was just sitting there, just kind of uh, talking away to people and stuff. And I was just like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that to be fair, that's there's there's a few times that we've um, sort or tried to sort out celebrities for the event, and we always try and walk the line for who do we think. Who do we think will be great for people to be around? Obviously, you know, you want the kind of star power to be there. But at the same time, it's kind of who do we think is going to be there and enjoy it the most? Mm. You know, who do we think is going to be there and actually, you know, we'll go, Okay, screw it. I'll go for a drink afterwards. Where are we going? Kind of thing. And it's that's what we aim for with everyone that goes there. Not just, you know, we just want everyone to be in one room and just loving life for a, a weekend.
2: Yeah, you have kind of like there's uh, people. It doesn't matter the staff, it. it means like how engaging are they are and how much entertainment or like how just fun and friendly are they. Yeah, I mean you've had Emily Booth, who's just an absolutely lovely person and just yeah, if you ever get a chance to chat chat with Emily, she'll tell you loads of tales. Oh, about uh, on, me
1: and Emma were doing uh, in the VIP area when oh, nice. she was at, when oh. she was at Sci-Fi. Not 100% sure how that happened. I just got called to a table. It was Tom Payton and all the um, cast of I forget which film it was at the time. And yeah, Emily Greenfield was there as well because I think she knew Tom what? as well. And we just ended up doing Jager bombs because Why not?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the Jager bomb girls, wasn't it?
1: Oh, that was a year before that, but yes, the Oh, so. Jagerbomb girls, I had to have a bit of a word with those actually, I felt a bit guilty Oh, so nice. the, the new place that we've moved to for Sci-Fi weekend in Great Yarmouth they were they were really keen on, on yes. showing just how great they were going to be, like how great the site was going to be to have us there and they were absolutely amazing but these couple of Jagerbomb girls walking around and it was in the second room and it was during um, MMORPG Oh, yeah. During MMORPG, they were stood at the back of the audience. Jager bombs! Jager bombs! Jager bombs! And I just had to go over and be like, I'm going to have to be a bit of a dick here, and I'm so sorry. And I was like, I'm sorry, girls. I know you're doing a job, and I know you're really enthused about this job, but could you not while the people are doing their shoes?"
2: <laughs> but that is common sense, to be fair. I know, we're-
0: it was just whereabouts in great yarmouth uh my, my ex's dad lives in great yarmouth so I, I went once it took me about five hours to get there um we're, we're about <laughs> yeah, great Potsall
1: yarmouth holiday park yeah all ah, right
0: okay yeah. space yeah.
1: butlins yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you the the easiest way to say it is if you come in from directly the west you know there's what seems like the endless road of cows
0: yeah, there's it's a lot no of Kaizen.
1: Yeah, endless road of cows. It's just on the left as you get to the end of that endless road of cows.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> you got to, well,
1: Great Yarmouth, far, basically. Yeah, but I mean, it's a, it's a was a lovely site. They were so nice when we moved there. It was just fantastic.
2: All right. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. a really good site. When you got Aussie because um, the last big site. Well, you had two in a few in uh, Sheffield. And then before that, it was the Perthwelly. Perthwelly, yes. Oh, that was a trip and a half.
1: Yeah, I mean the uh, Fanny Moore, I and mean, that was a true trip as well. Yeah. Uh, but I've I've got to admit, I did love Hafanie Moore. It was it was oh, a fantastic what? site. What's it called? Everyone was Her
0: perfect. Fanny Moore. Her
1: yeah, it... Moore. Uh, right.
0: <laughs> 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 hashtag hashtag wheels. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was um, yeah. just, yeah. Sorry. It was a, it was a great site. It was fantastic. It was just a bit of a shame that it sounds really horrible, but it was just a bit of a shame that they had to ruin it.
2: Yeah, basically, just got a combination of like conflicting priorities, unfortunately. Basically, yeah. construction work that was going to go ahead at, in winter then got shifted to a bit later, which kind of clashed with Sci Fi Weekend and just cascading series events, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, but like I said, Great Yarmouth. I mean, we when we first went there, we were a bit like, oh, this, this could be interesting to try and get a sci-fi into it. And then they just basically went, well, every bit of space that you see here, you're more than welcome to completely take over. And we did. Yeah. You, you didn't take over the pool, did you? No. Well... You know, we've got to have somewhere
2: to expand to. Yeah, yes. To I want a pool party next time. Pool party. Oh we god, a lot of
0: drunk yeah. cosplayers yeah. in the pool. I don't see how
2: many Captain Birdside there's going to be. <laughs> oh.
0: Well, so, no. it must, it's quite a. It's quite a. Um, you know, Great Yarmouth is literally. You know, it takes me. It took me about five hours to get it from Manchester. Um, so getting people to it obviously is 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 quite hard. So if you get a lot of people, that's quite a an accolade, basically, that people will go that far to go to a convention.
1: Well, we're we're at the point now where the um, the Facebook groups that we've got. I mean, the main Facebook group is just Sci Fi weekend Just Google Sci Fi Weekender, you'll find it. Uh, we have posts that are put up that are I'm here going from here to here, yeah. uh, like who needs a lift if you don't need a lift why don't we meet at this service station that's two hours away and we'll all go from there together and it's all like they organize it all because it it's called the pilgrimage <laughs> by everyone going because it, it is a pilgrimage it's a, it sounds stupid but if if i lived in north scotland i'd still make the drive
0: I'm just trying like, well, to think I, how I'm far. Still... That would be like 10-hour drive because it takes me about well, four a, hours to get there's to... There's quite a
2: few in Scotland that basically arranged amongst themselves a minibus. Yeah. That... And just basically completely off the bat, just like, okay, we all want to go here. Right, let's get a minibus and just all sorted out amongst themselves. And yeah, it was really, really just... that's kind of just exemplifies the nature of the sci-fi weekend of fans, really.
0: Yeah,
1: it just... The whole thing is just yeah we're gonna say it's all fantastic
0: yeah so i'm uh, i'm assuming uh it's not it's gonna be twenty twenty two before the the next one then
1: uh we have a november one planned
0: oh right okay uh
1: so i'm yeah that's that's all we can do uh March one is still on the books but i mean everything it's all i can all i can say
0: yeah yeah yeah. yeah, well that's like I think the most of like MCM and stuff they've said you know all of their uh, early ones aren't going to be my dog's been an absolute pain in the ass now he's decided that he wants to be because I'm not stroking him uh, and because I've taken it he's come in from outside he's just sitting there looking at me being a boss is just jealous of, t- of Tiger yeah he says go away go on bugger off <laughs> bloody dog. if it weren't for oh. the fact that he was making me money on TikTok go on <laughs> <laughs> I've got got them working. I've got
1: to ask by the way, are we watching One Division?
0: Yeah, I've got four of four episodes in. Yes, four episodes in
1: the way, I literally just finished watching episode five, and I've got to admit for a good few minutes I couldn't cope. It was amazing.
0: Oh, you see, wow. I I am sort of uh, maybe not watching it and I'm not I'm not confirming or denying this on in legitimate ways. And I, <laughs> I haven't got access to number five yet, so um yeah. Ah
1: well after the stream, drop me a message and I shall help
0: with this. Oh, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> in
1: totally legitimate ways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I've been told that. See, the first three, the first two episodes, I was just like, "This is bizarre. I'm just not getting this." And I was yeah. just like, and then I was told the third one was like, "It it gets a bit better." And then it's like, I think you've got to watch it. It's like it's it, it it's like a like a movie sort of kind of in a series and stuff. So you know, yeah. yeah. My parents one wanted this dog. I
1: the. What I said to my partner after episode was far, after episode five was, I don't know who wrote the blank check to make this random program, but they need a raise.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I've it's heard, I've a, heard a
2: similar comments.
1: It's, it's such a weird thing that someone clearly sat down and was like, I want to do a show that's got this, 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 and this. And someone clearly in the background ra- back room just went, yeah, okay, go on. Yeah.
2: I think my... Purely theoretical hunch is that this is what happens when business and script writing come together. Basically, Disney's got Fox, so they're kind of bringing in the whole X Men thing, and like, and Disney going, okay, how can we bring X Men into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Mm. And basically, okay, let's do the House of M storyline. Yeah, and just go completely bonkers, and but it's working. I mean, what Marvel have achieved with the MCU, which is like 17 plus films, plus TV series. It's just incredible. You've never, ever seen anything like that before, in ever. Yeah. But what they have done is just fantastic. I mean, I'm just waiting for them to bring in um, the, Net- the Marvel Netflix shows as well.
0: Yeah, well just yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely not they've definitely knocked it out of the park. It's just like I'm I'm slightly worried that they're gonna to go too far and it's just gonna get super naff and uh that's when DC are gonna sort of like you know, they're gonna go ah, you made a mistake and that's where they're gonna kinda of pounce and, and catch up. But um
1: yes, D C will totally be able to make good movies at some point. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. We've talked
0: we've talked about this before. Um it's like you know, yeah. tech, tech, Joker, Joker was an amazing film. All right, uh, you know, Joker on its own, it's a, you know, technically it's a DC film. So you know, we can go that, with that. That's the
1: thing. The best DC film could have quite easily not been a DC film. It could have yeah. just been about generic how a supervillain is made.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. loved. That. I thought. I thought it was that's was so well done. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. it. Amazing, but... Um, you know, I, 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 I really enjoyed Man of Steel. Um, as for everything in between, uh, nah. uh, I I didn't hate I didn't hate because I, you know I think I like Henry Cavill I think he's he's great and um, I think you know super I, you know I like Superman I just wanted to like it and I think Ben Affleck's an amazing Batman so I was just sort of kind of hoping it would be better than it was and as it wasn't as I say like, eh. but we'll see got the new Justice League um, the Snyder cut the Snyder cut four or, four Yay. and a half hours or something is it. That's a mission. Yeah. Um so Yeah, I'm not willing to accept it. Yeah. We'll see. If I'd
1: mind if I talk about my uh, my lockdown nerdy love life.
0: (laughs) Go on then. Oh, uh, yes. Nice. For any, anybody, anybody okay. who's not, so shiny. for anybody who's not uh, watching this at this moment in time, um, Adam has uh, sort of produced a, a shiny box uh, with the words blood bowl over the front. And it's the second season, which is annoying right. because I couldn't even get a copy of that. So um, I've so got, I have got, how did you achieve blood bowl f- season one? I've got, the. I've got blood bowl, the original, I've got blood bowl, the uh, second edition from with the poly- polystyrene sort of bottoms. I've got the third edition. I've got the fourth edition. <laughs> I've got all of them bar that one, and it's annoying that I don't have it. I need I may it. or may not pre-ordered it. Yeah, I was. I was like, oh, there'll be loads of them. It'll be fine. I'll get it later. I don't need it at the minute. And and then gone. Gone. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Yeah. And the bo- well, the really uh, annoying thing about it is Games Workshop do sort of kind of smaller releases now. So all the things, like, I wanted to get my brother some Blackstone Fortress for Christmas, and all the stuff I ordered them were, like, pre-order, not pre-order, um, were like, oh, we need to get more stock in. And they went, yeah, we're not making this anymore. And I was like, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. So if they turn around and do that with Blood Bowl, I'll be very, very upset.
1: Well, I'm, I'm hoping they seem to be making a big blood bowl push at the moment um i mean i i'd played blood bowl a little bit before lockdown but i got put into well i got invited to join a blood bowl league on the game which i suppose technically now is the old rules but ignore all of that sometimes um And yeah, I fell I fell in love so much with it that I got the team that I played on the game in real life straight away.
0: <laughs> what do you play? What's what's what team? Liz-
1: I'm a lizardman player. Ah, oh, no way! Like skinks okay. and stuff
0: like that. Yeah. I I
1: have I have a fantastic overarching story with my lizardman. Okay. The, so the very first league that I played in, I didn't know you could rename the players. Right. So all of my lizardmen were like the generic game. Lizardmen names, which are very kind of aztec lots of lots of Z's and yeah. Zeds, yeah, yeah. And one of the skinks for those of you who don't know, Blood Bowl, By the way, it's um, essentially American football on a tabletop, but with death. Yep. I think that's the best way of summing up. A, yeah, a, a dwarf can punch an elf and kill it. Great,
0: <laughs> and, and then you have halfling ball. teams who just get smushed.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So I had. I had a skink who just was called Clitz of Planquin and very early on it leveled up and got plus one strength which doesn't make it the strongest thing in the world in fact it makes it average strength but it just seemed to be that every single time this damn skink made a tackle it injured someone (laughs) so it got the nickname in the league of Clitz the Destroyer Um, so the next team that I made for the next league, I called klits as Pounders, because you know, got to be i I've got, I've got the word Klitz. Come on. <laughs> um, and I had a skink in that called Klitz Junior, who his very first um, upgrade got plus one agility. Right. And then just blew through getting more upgrades. Uh, so now I have yeah, I have I have Klitz the Destroyer and Clit the Missile Junior, of <laughs> both these tiny little lizard things. And that yeah, it's just ridiculous. I love the stupid little stories that you end up making in the teams.
0: I, I've got a team which I've had pretty much from day one. Like, I, I don't deviate very much. My, even my color schemes are all pretty similar. So it's it's, it's uh, red, black, and white. Um, and they're called the Mafinian Maulers. And it's a human team, obviously. And um, yeah, I, I, I had the... I've got them obviously on the tabletop. I've also got um, a Blood Bowl 2 team, but I got very upset because I was doing quite well and then a bunch of my sort of star players started getting killed and I was just like, oh, fuck this shit. I really, the online one annoys me. I know there's no difference probably between rolling a dice in real life and rolling a dice on the game, but it just seems they're just perpetually killing my characters and stuff.
1: yeah. The amount, the amount of times that my short feet, short feet guy fails his GFI's, which is, uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, it, GFI is you can go an extra move if you roll anything but a one, you're fine. Short feet means you can re-roll that for free. So I have to roll a one into rolling a one for him to fall over. <laughs> so many times he falls over
0: oh man it's and then we don't have any re-rolls left or you're literally falling over just before the touchline and you're like oh my yeah. god no yeah
1: i'll have that happen against uh skaven once uh literally fell over the touchdown line with the ball um which they went to their turn 16 right at the end of the game he then had three gutter runners in perfect position to pick the ball up and run it straight across the pitch to mm. score. I was, I was less than happy in that game. I'm going to be honest.
0: Yeah, and it's. I'm just so. I'm glad that they, the, the new, the guy, basically with the new sort of, um, what's the word? The new management in Games Workshop. They're starting to embrace some of the old stuff because they had all these old games like Blood Bowl and they just discontinued them uh, yeah. and they're starting to bring them back. So you're seeing Abdeptus uh, Titanicus, which I'm hoping will morph into Epic at some point in time and just like, come on, I said, just bring back Epic. Um, and, you know, they haven't got Battlefield Gothic yet. Um, hopefully they'll bring that back at some point, but they're bringing out lots of new wee games and, you know, you know, I, I it's, I'm, I'm old, oh, like Gene Stealer cult and stuff, and all these like old races, and bringing in new stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, this is, it's never a better well, time to yeah. be into. Well, they brought
2: into. back Necromunda,
0: yeah. which is a fantastic
2: game, but I wanted to bring back Dark Future, cars with guns. That's, that's me happy. Uh,
0: well, they, they kind of did with Speed Freaks, um, the, the orc thing. Uh, it's oh, basic, Gorkamorka. Uh, yeah, there was, it's effectively Gorkamorka, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, you know, the the only annoying thing about it for me is that I'm a, a completionist and so when they bring out new stuff, I'm like, I need the new stuff. And once I start collecting something, I'm just like, I need all of it. I need every single bit of it. And it's just annoying me, especially when they don't sort of, you know, do it in massive runs. And I'm just like, oh, because I've got loads of Titanicus stuff and I'm just like, I need to make all of this. And then I've got... um. I want to get all, I've got a load of Blood Bowl teams, but then obviously got the new sort of seasons come out. So I need the new box and I need sort of the new teams and stuff. And I'm just like, Sigh. it never ends. That, sh-
1: that is a good thing that they've done this time. You you don't need anything new to play the new rules yeah. apart from the rule book.
0: Right. As long, so they haven't, you know, they haven't changed the sizes of the bases and stuff then?
1: all. All the dies are the same, all the bases are the same. In fact, I think, don't quote me, I think they've kind of freed up on as long as the base fits onto the board and you can tell where it is, it doesn't really matter what size it's on.
0: Okay, that's good because I've got loads okay. of I've got loads of like second edition stuff as well. Like I've got loads of teams, second edition, I've got a second edition Skaven team, multiple second edition human teams, uh second edition orc teams, um, second edition dark elf teams. Um, you know, I've got loads that, you know, I've never I haven't seen service in ages because obviously the new the newer rules, but uh yeah, that'll be good. But I've got loads of teams. Me.
1: Games Workshop have been one of the big winners of
0: coronavirus. Oh, yeah, big frankly. time. Big they, time.
1: They proved the old adage that you never actually quit Games Workshop. You just take longer and longer breaks. <laughs> That's so well, true. I'm, I, so yeah, true. I'm not sure, like,
2: no, Henry Cavill helped, to be
1: fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, well, um, I know uh, one of the, the other director of Area 51, he does escape rooms, and he was working with Games Workshop to make their... Um, I think it's called Immortal Imm- Immortium or something like that. Uh, their like actual escape room in Nottingham. Oh, okay. um, And Ooh. he was saying that they were celebrating because their share price had gone from something like sixteen pounds at the start of the um, the lockdown to over a hundred pounds now.
0: Yeah, so I, how, I, I think how it's. How well I could I could have called that. And um, yeah. I, I had actually said to, uh, I might have said it to my boss, but I basically said, I said like, you know, for nerds like me and for companies that sort of invest in nerds like me, lockdown is going to be an absolute goldmine because it's just going to be, you've got nothing better than to do. Nobody can force you to go out and stuff. You literally just sit there, you make models, buy models online, and you yeah, it showed you. I'm so gutted I didn't buy some shares. <laughs> I
2: was speaking to, I was speaking to Fantasy, Fantasy, uh, the CEO of Fantasy Grounds, one well, of the virtual tabletop providers, and they said, like, you know, at the, in the beginning of lockdown, their um, user base, their number of members increased 16 fold in the space of a quarter, yeah. and their usage actually quadrupled. See, and they were struggling to keep up with demand. And, like, D&D was trending on Google for the first time ever.
0: Well, yeah, th- these, the online, the simulators, like, tabletop simulator... Um, mm. Uh, is, roll twenty and, Yeah, roll yeah. twenty. Um, like I'm now I have got so many games on uh tabletop simulator at the minute, uh to the point where on Wednesdays we're playing Axis and Allies. Uh we've got a group um, you know, we've I've been playing um Star Wars Rebellion on it. Um I had some games of forty K on there. Um and you know, a lot of the, the competitive scene for forty K is moving to tabletop simulator because, you know, they can't meet up yeah they can't meet up and um that's sort of kind of it's not quite
1: the same though is it
0: it's it's not the same it isn't the same uh it's still good you know it's it's a good second for for what it is um like i'm when it comes to sort of board games and stuff like that as much as i love playing you know these games online there's nothing better than having some tangible in your hand you know just you know setting up a game and 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 You know, having something to move around and having a big, laid out in a big table and stuff, it's just not the same. Unless you're
1: playing fantasy and having something tangible in your hand is you removing like 50 models at once.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But see, this is, you know, this is the one thing that sort of annoys me about uh, 40k and I suppose like fantasy. Now they did have the equivalents of this, so they had Epic and they had oh, what was it called? What was the Epic version of fantasy called? Um... War Master or something something like that. I can't remember what it was. But basically, you know, 40k was technically a skirmish game. So you weren't meant to have that many units and stuff. It was like infantry, maybe a few tanks and stuff like that. And you yeah. turn to move around the board and stuff. And it was anyway, fantasy as much as there was like, you know, you had like um movable trays of units and stuff. There wasn't that many in the grand scheme of things. But now they're like, because they're pushing all of this stuff. There's so much stuff on a board. Um, You can get so many different units that, you know, it annoys me because... 40k is meant to be epic and big and like you know expansive and stuff and they kind of need something like epic back again where there's like you can have loads and loads of units I said to my mate I said if they brought epic back I'd sell my 40k stuff and just get epic because for me it's about big battles and sort of moving titans around and having lots of like little skirmishy type things around with your infantry and things and if they brought you know because they're bringing back Warhammer Fantasy um, if they brought back something similar to that on that scale I'd be like I'm all over that Brilliant! I love that sort of thing. Uh, I, you know, as much as Edge of Sigmar isn't a bad game, uh, it's quite enjoyable. um I miss the movement tray thing. And as much as you are literally just taking handfuls of guys off off the board. Oh
1: yeah, but there was something epic about. Like, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I played warriors of Chaos. So if I was playing a very large amount of men, something's gone wrong. Um, I I had my backup like unit of fifty marauders that I never played ever because I they were a bit rubbish. But yeah, like when you, I know I played with a few people that played uh, Tomb Kings. Right. And they just arrive on the board and be like, well, here is my first movement tray. Here is my second movement tray that is also part of the unit in the first movement tray. That is one unit. Yeah, it's just
0: like, you know, I like the fact that, you know, with that there was you know, it's sort of, you had flanking and you could take them from the side and stuff like, all 40k, you know, you could, you know, at least with tanks and stuff, they had different armor facings, but they've simplified it a bit more and I can understand why they've done it. It's
1: all 360, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. So so now it's like, you know, they've simplified it and I can understand it why they've done it. Now they've got sort of different levels. So they've got the skirmish games, uh, which are sort of kind of the easier ones to sort of get into. Then you've got 40k, which is sort of intermediate, uh, and age of Sigmar, which is sort of intermediate and then you have um you have 30k which is the forge world version which is the old rules so like you know it does have vehicle facings and it is a lot more complicated uh and i'm assuming they're probably going to go with that direction with the new fantasy battle when it comes out um you know, having it be a, maybe more of a an advanced game but you yeah, know, why not
1: I just remember when when Age of Sigma came out, and it it, it effectively killed fantasy. I mean, yeah. it did kill fantasy literally. They had destroyed the whole world it was set in. Um, but it was it was such a kind of slap in the face because I know it sounds, and it might just be personal to me. I quite liked that stupid two hundred page rule tome that you used to have to cart around with you, and all the stupid little things that could happen. And it was it was nice to have that level of just complicatedness um and then age of sigmar came out and it was four pages of rules and we started trying to play it and it was like oh you can do ranged shots in in combat and uh, it was well well can you well there's nothing in here that says you can't so i guess you can mm. yeah well that's that, a lot of that
0: yeah well it's it's one of those things it's like you know going from like in 40k cause I, I I do tournaments and stuff i haven't done one in the ages because obviously covid but um you go from right well this guy's in cover or this guy's you know you can't see him because of this or you're shooting through this building it's this this and this and it's like well it doesn't work like that anymore. It's They've simplified it and stuff. And as much as at the time, it's like, that's super annoying. It, you know, you, it kind of makes sense because it makes things slightly faster. And I, I one thing you used to sort of, well, no, I, I kind of, like you, I enjoyed the complexity of it. Um, But you would literally, and I'd be sitting in the Northwest Gaming Center with, you know, my mate Stuart or something who, we play a lot and it would literally you would spend a couple of hours just arguing over a rule interpretation because a unique special rule uh, you know does that sort of outweigh the codex or does it outweigh one of these sort of different things and you, were, you had about four different things open at once and kind of going well this is rules as written or is it rules as it intended and then it's like you know and I'm not saying that doesn't happen in 40k now it does but there's a lot there was a lot more of it back then because there were so many additional rules for you to, to understand um so it did complex complicate things i think that sort of turned off maybe younger um younger kids when it came to play and i remember when i was a kid i didn't overly understand the rules that well so i just let somebody kind of do it for me but these more simplified ones would be a lot easier to get kids into it. and in the end kids are the yeah. ones who are going to buy a lot of the models so
1: it's true i mean my problem as well um it, it kind of lends itself, all that complicated everything kind of lends itself to quite a bit of min-maxing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. There's nothing wrong with a bit of min-maxing. I know I can get quite competitive, but it had got to the point where I'd, I'd min-maxed my army kind of so much, there was no point me playing anything else.
0: Yeah. Because If
1: I, if I went into a game and lost uh, without me playing the list that I knew was the best list that I could do and yeah if i lost that game it was kind of a well i lost cuz i didn't play my best thing yeah well I, or if I went in and played my list and won it was very much like well i played i've won because i've played my list
0: yeah i and have i have sort of restrictions on myself um because i refuse to play anything that isn't imperium I'm literally just, you know, it's not like they're good guys, but I'm, you know, I'm Imperium and, and that's it. I refuse to be anything else. Uh and in that I generally ninety nine percent of the time will always be space wolves. And um, you know, you know, I quite like custodies and stuff, so sometimes I'll mix them together. I think once I went um I went imperial uh knights but i also had uh i've got praetorians you know the guys in the red the the pith helmets and the red jackets i made some praetorians out of imperial guard just to sort of ally in because i kind of liked that and i know there weren't this these sort of most competitive lists but because i kind of liked it i try and made the best out of what i had so i've got this thing of the lists i have are competitive for what i've got um but i like using things so currently the new Kodaks has been brought out and my Wolfen have been absolutely nerfed and it annoys me because they were my only good unit sort of from the last season. I won, well, I didn't win any tournaments but I came pretty, I came third once using Wolfen and now they're shit and um, I still want to use them because I'm just like, well, I like the unit and as much as I'm not going to probably win I want to find a way to see if they're going to be useful because that's how you sort of, you know, people might not think about it. And that's why I, I kind of go into it, expecting oh, to lose, but if I get better. The
1: of tournaments though, like tournament play is so far from like actual, even friendly competitive play. It was insane. Um, I went to a tournament. Uh, I just happened to be at Warhammer World when right. there was a tournament well. being played and uh, i wasn't particularly massively interested in it i was there with a few friends for warhammer world but i saw that someone was playing warriors of chaos in the tournament and i was like oh d- let me go see and maybe he's using the list that i use cuz my list's like i I'm, I'm always really happy with my list and so my normal list is um a demon prince kitted out to be massively overpowerful uh juggernauts or um Chaos Knights, who are the best knights in the game, full stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chaos Warriors, who are the best infantry in the game. And I just charge them forward and they kill things. It's great. Um, and I went over, saw the guy's table, and it was literally a chariot, a chariot, a gore beast chariot, a hero on a chariot, a lord on yeah. a chariot, and a chariot. It's all And that was, s- that was his whole line.
0: Yeah. The, the, okay. the, the, they had a lot of that issue in 40k in... The last edition, um, in and uh, to the point where they sort of the Games Workshop sort of kind of cut, started cottoning onto it, where people were using, were, I will say abusing the rules, but they were basically doing what they could. But it got to the point where everybody had. You know all the top table players had about six flyers so they were all like you know they had this thing you weren't allowed to have more than three of the same uh data sheet so people go okay well i'll have three of these flyers and three of these flyers because they're they're not the same data sheet but you know they are sort of the same principle and it was like you know they were winning tournaments and stuff like i remember going up against uh, a flyer list with my custodies. and just getting absolutely destroyed because he had this thing it was like a dark angels list and they had this thing where it shrouded them and it gave him a minus one to hit and because the way the rules were written you couldn't charge in through the bases so you even though they're in the air you can't go into the the bases so this thing was invulnerable and it, it, he was just moving around shooting the shit out of my stuff and i was just like okay i'll just give up now that's <laughs> no no point um and i kind of like that they're sort of they're trying to restrict that at the minute um and when new new sort of meta comes out they they sort of knock it on the head uh pretty quickly because they don't want people getting pissed off uh and kind of you know Getting annoyed with that, even though it sort of does mean that they will, people will go out and buy a certain unit more often and stuff. But I think they're trying well, to. I,
1: I always think that like the perfect kind of meta that they should aim for, which because this it's so complicated, it's so impossible to know every strategy that can come that anyone can come up with. For me, the perfect meta is if you've got a rock, paper, scissors and you can have someone come from outside of that Rock, Paper, Scissors, an anti-meta, you've got a good meta there, and if you can keep that rolling, you've done it well. Yeah. it's. The, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see where it falls down after the dust settles, almost. Yeah, well, you,
0: you get sort of... The um, thing is, like it is Rock, Paper, Scissors, and certain armies do beat certain armies, but then you get the thing where there's certain ones that are just good in general against most. So, you know prime example is um the last sort of tournament i played which i came third in um or, or no sorry i came sixth in um was uh the top tables were all like knights and the guy who was sort of destroying everybody and he actually destroyed one of the like he's a team england uh player and like he obliterated him he and he wasn't very happy a guy called marcus he was just not happy Like he got beaten by this guy and stuff but um he sort of uh he was at the top table. Now, he never played Space Wolves before, and he'd never played Wolfen before. And the thing about Wolfen is that they are, at the time, they can, they can charge, they can move, they can charge, uh, sorry, they can move, they can advance, and they can charge, and they can get up the board really quickly. So he pushed everything at the front, thinking, well... I'm just going to mow through this guy with my guns and I literally got a first turn charge on him wiped out like two of his knights within space of like a turn and a half and then the other two went down sort of pretty quick after that and uh he went I had no idea they did that and I went yeah and that's that was my moment because nobody was expecting it. I was like, and that's why I played that that thing and that's why I enjoyed it because
1: it was it was just complete anti meta.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like, you know, it, 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 it it's horrible. It was horrible against other things. Like I played a, against a an Eldar a list and they just sort of kited me around the board and shot the shit out of me but because his thing was literally so concentrated and he didn't understand what they did i just i just destroyed him and it was just it was great it made me feel good <laughs> it's
1: like the old um, have you ever heard the old scooter story no
0: no oh
1: it's a very famous one from a few generations ago now um it was when you could take bikes but you could start them off the board Many yeah. generations yeah. ago, so yeah. you could, the the common thing to take in the meta was nothing but bikes. Start them all off the board. Oh, is this run, with the crux?
0: Is this with the crux? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> the run them on the board. Yeah. Shoot everything. Drive off. Run yeah. them on. Shoot everything. Drive off. Yeah. We just watch them repeat. And yes, yeah, someone brought an army of nothing but crux scouts.
0: Yeah and infiltrated them placed
1: and, anywhere on the board six yeah. inches away so just place them uh, two inches apart across the back line which meant he couldn't bring any of his boys in and there's an amazing picture of it's Sco, scooter is the one that is, is the yeah the bikes guy of him and the judge both just <laughs> nose down the other the guy's like yeah is <laughs> this Is this right? (laughs) You can't get on the board. Thing is, if you you live, models on the board, which means you've lost, right?
0: (laughs) You live by the sword, you die by the sword, and that's the one thing. You know, like I've got a lot of friends who are very competitive in the game and stuff. I'm sort of middling, um, but I've got you know I've got a lot of respect for them because you know they take they treat it like a sport, and um, you know they're fair in that they will sort of you know they play the game as best they can. If you fuck up tough it's a competition in the end if you go to a tournament that's it's a competition and stuff and you know this you just got to accept that um but it is i have to admit when they do things like i played a guy called andy and like me and him play quite a lot and he's really he's got his own channel called the the six evolution and um (laughs) he wrapped one of my flyers with a bunch of guys uh and i was like right well i can disembark and he's like no you can't disembark because you're within X amount of inches so he rules lowering me and I was like oh shit so I lost um, basically I lost a bunch of guys so the next time round um, he, he basically blew up one of my flyers and it scattered and blew up and killed a bunch of his guys and I was like that's justice my friend that's justice <laughs> but yeah you know that's just the way it is I guess um, but yeah tournaments man you know there's a the big thing about them um i did a few articles on it and stuff and it's just like basically if you're going to enter a tournament you either have to understand you've got to understand that it's competitive so if you're getting obliterated by somebody that's just the way it is there's no point in being bitter about it in the end if you enter a competition you want to it's you know if you want to play for fun It's
1: very rare in this world that you go somewhere and everyone is there just to obliterate not it's not fun it's not fair it's nothing it's What's the nastiest way I can obliterate the person opposite me? <laughs> yeah. And win?
0: yeah. Well, I think it's like I, I like if I get absolutely trounced, it's not enjoy- enjoyable. If it's a close match and I lose, I'm happy with that, you know. And I, again, even if I trounce somebody, I don't, you know, unless it's one of the top table guys, which isn't very often. But uh <laughs> you know, it's just like I, I don't feel good, and I, you know, I, I killed this there was one guy i was playing and it's my it's my go-to story because it's so amusing uh, and i forget the guy's name i see him quite a lot at tournaments and stuff but he had a a list of foot slogging uh, dark angels and he had azrael which gives a 5 plus invulnerable save to everything around him in a bubble so his idea was literally have all of this shit in this bubble move it forward and you know it would be you know i it'd be very hard for me to sort of do any damage cuz he had all this other stuff that would sort of buffet. Um, I had a, um, what are they called, a, one of the assassins, um, oh, the sniper guy, what's he called again? Oh. Uh, Vindicar, I had a Vindicar Vindica. assassin, yeah, which yeah. I've I've, I've modelled uh, with a pith helmet, so he, he looks like one of the old sort of like, like games guys in, um, you know, South African sort of things like that, but uh, to go along with my uh, Praetorian guard, and he'd done NAFOL all, all tournament Nafal literally missed every shot. It wasn't worth the 85 points I paid for him until that last game. And he basically, first shot of the game, he got a six. And then when you get a six, it, it no invulnerable saves can be taken. And once you get a six, instead of it being D3 damage, it's D6 damage. And I rolled another six. Killed his character in the first shot of the game to the point where his entire army just disappeared because there was... He had no invulnerable save, he couldn't do anything, and he had the advance towards me, and I just mowed him down, and I felt bad for the guy. As much as it was the best thing that's ever happened to me in a game, I felt bad for him because it was just literally the and he gave up after like turn two or something. I said, oh, man, I can't do anything. And I was just like, I'm so sorry, but that's the coolest thing that's ever happened.
1: See, that's that's the best thing about these kind of war games that everyone has those stories of like well, this time I had this, like, um, I had, um, it was a bunch of warriors, just warriors, um, and they had the hero with them that gives them poison attacks, and I had a Cambrian War Sphinx charge into them <laughs> um, that had flaming attacks, flaming breath, flaming everything, and pretty much the only thing they had was their armor and ward save, uh, armor and regeneration save, so yeah, they yeah. wouldn't have had any save from all of the attacks. I got to attack first, and I think on twelve dice I rolled nine sixes oh, with poison attacks.
0: So they always hit. So all of them wound. Yeah.
1: And the thing is toughness eight, so I would have had to roll more sixes to wound it. Just the thing ran in and bounced off. Just or the um, I had a war shrine, hundred and twenty-five point war shrine. <laughs> I um, I gave it the Mark of Zeech, which means it's got a 3 award ward save. Right. Um, put it on the flank, just as a, uh, it, it'll hold the flank for a bit. The guy that I'm playing is doing the elven, um, Elven Dragon. Hit it down the side, was just going to domino his way down. He attacks, gets three or four wounds through every single one saved (laughs) my guy punches the elf on top of the dragon manages to slip a single wound through and because i charged him i won the fight he rolls boxcars on Uh, leadership ends up running away whiffs the running away roll 125 point war shrine charges down a more than thousand point Elven lord on a dragon.
0: <laughs> it is stuff like that. It is that sort yeah. of random stuff that happens, and you're just like, "Oh my god!" And yeah. even the best players in the world cannot um, deal with bad luck. It, it, you know, yeah. there's always that case of having some sort of of bad luck. Generally, it happens to me, but you know, it, it's good to see that.
1: <laughs> Funny enough, though, that kind of thing is why I like Blood Bowl so much at the moment because. You play the game to not roll dice.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair.
1: It sounds ridiculous, but the main strategy of the game is roll less dice than your opponent. Because it doesn't matter how lucky you are, at some point you're going to roll that one and things are going to go bad.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, but also like the the way the kind of structure the rules, if you do roll one, it's funny. No matter what happens, if you roll one, it's funny
1: someone's fallen over or epic tackles have happened. I mean, normally I'll happily roll many ones when your opponent's rolling, what injury they've done to you.
0: that mm. <laughs> <laughs> be true. Yeah. I, I, there's a, um, I'm in some blood ball groups and uh, they were having a bit of a moan about basically dirty um, p- uh, files. So basically at the end of the season, um, people were literally just fouling on, other players and stuff just to sort of kind of injure them and stuff and it's like but people were arguing it's like well that's not sportsmanship i said yeah but that's the game that, that's, the that's game. a part of the game and it's just like yeah but you're doing it just out of spite you know <laughs> that's, yeah, that's
1: it. the yeah and, and the dwarves have a steamroller for the sake of it and yeah.
0: you know goblins can fire
1: bombs into people
0: yeah right, it just that it <laughs> yeah it's just you know i you know i got me- like blood bowl i loved like me and my brother used to play it loads when we were kids like one of the first board games i remember getting um no sorry the first the first sort of box game i got uh games workshop wise was uh, space ring which is basically epic um um, like we got Chris. that from the Games Workshop in Oxford when we were when we were kids. Uh, the second one was Blood Bowl from the Virgin Megastore in Belfast and I remember getting this game, me and my brother bringing it back and just going, oh my god, this is awesome and like setting it up in the front room and we were still quite young. I've been able to figure it out and play and stuff, but I was just like, you know, loved, loved that game. Just so good. So much fun. Easy to play. Just great. Having loads of fun, you know, just sort of like when shit happens and one somebody actually gets killed and you're just like, ha, that's amazing. That's so good.
1: Yes. Oh, there goes my star player. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's upsetting when you're in a league. Like, I, I, I have had some good players or even the ones where you get bad injuries and just like, oh, man now he's got like a minus one to his agility and stuff. He's so good. Now he's just a, he's a lame duck, and just like ah. But yeah, it, it's yeah. it's it is a really good game, and I'm glad we to sort of brought back.
1: That's that's the the tournament top of the one of the main things top of my list when the world's back to normal is going to the the NAF Bloodball World Cup.
0: <laughs> oh wow! Just, Nuffle.
1: I, I Nuffle. really want to go. And I'll probably go and not play. If I go and play, I know I'm going to lose horrifically. So I might just go and not play, drink a hell of a lot and hopefully get a job as their commentator. That'd be amazing.
0: (laughs) I've not done too bad. When it comes to sort of the the tabletop version of it, I've not lost very much. Um, I remember my mate uh, playing SKB, sort of came around. He had a high elf team and I'm pretty sure I killed like four of his guys. Um, with my human team, I was just like, and I was just like, oh, "I'm sorry, dude. That's just the way the cookie crumbles." I I mean, just running just, them in, running in goals and stuff, and I was just like, "Yeah,
1: there's, yeah." There's nothing worse than when you're like, "Oh, oh, look! I, I've got three people of my starting eleven still on the pitch." <laughs> well, it's Yay. like we had
0: a, like a mini tournament, um and my mate uh, had a Skaven team, and by the end of his first game, he had two. Games guys left. Everybody else was either injured or dead and I was just like wow dude that's um that's kind that's of special. <laughs> yeah. <Oof. laughs>
1: oh. yeah. But this that's the ridiculous fun of it all because then I mean then you know you're going to get more petty cash which means you can bring in star players or a wizard. Yes. Are, like, are you going to fireball that cage? probably because, <laughs> I, think, um, I mean the last game that i played uh, i ended up drawing against orcs um, at one point i had a breakaway and remember earlier i was talking about the uh, the dude who can't run even though he's got sure feet yeah he got a breakaway could have made it two one no he fell over <laughs> <laughs> later on it got down to them the final two turns all the do all the dwarf guy had to do was roll more than a 3 to walk over the line decided that no he couldn't do that because that would give me two turns and i could score so waited which then left 3 of my skinks to go on a suicide mission to take the guy down it ended up a draw it was great. <laughs> At one point, my big guy, the Crocs, got into a good position next to the ball. Didn't last very long. That's when he spent his hundred and fifty k wizard to lightning bolt the guy down to the floor. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's an amusing game. Like I used to love, like the in the second edition, all the sort of like you had these like booklets with all the different teams and it, it told you about them and stuff. And remember me and my yeah. brother spending long time sort of reading them and stuff. Like I had an old Chaos All-Stars team uh, and the Dark Side co- I had Chaos All Stars, Dark Side Cowboys, and um, the Reekland Ravers um as the three teams I had when I was growing up. Um now I just now I just stick human. As much as I got lots of teams, I generally just stick human. I,
1: I take out Lizardmen, by the way. They are the best team. Uh, Liz-
0: I'm not sure if I've got a Lizard team man team. I think I've got a Lizardman um fantasy army which i bought at a war boot once uh and it's still sort of in it's still in it's pack it's I really mean, well painted as well
1: yeah lizard men and my boys I've, i'm gonna be honest i i have not really played any other team apart from for fun and when it comes to like playing in leagues because who doesn't want six really big buff lizards punching the way through the opponent's <laughs> team, while, while really little annoying things that you don't really give a crap about possibly can do awesome things or die
0: yeah or die yeah yeah
1: yeah that's, i mean that's that's the fun of the game i mean lizardmen struggle picking up the ball it's great <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah it, it's just when you're up against or like some of the undead teams and stuff and they've just got some horrible things against you and you're just like oh this is going to be painful this yeah. first round is going to be murder <laughs> you're just yeah. like Ugh.
1: or they they get that zombie that's got dirty player that it, it luckily got an mvp leveled up and so they gave it dirty player so you've just got a zombie that's worth what like 40k just like <laughs> Elbow dropping your 140k big guy every turn just to get that extra, like, break in armor. Uh. <laughs> That's how I imagine it, by the way. Every time, I just imagine that a zombie shuffles up, turns around, and full on just, like,
0: <laughs>
2: elbow. oops, I fell. Yeah, Again. <laughs> it'll, it'll break
0: Sorry. eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Games Workshop, like, they, um, they're you know, definitely doing something special at the minute. Um, to the detriment of my wallet, but there you go.
1: <laughs> I think, yeah, to the detriment of everyone's wallet. I mean, well, here's my... thats That's my bag of spare bits, Ooh. if that gives you any idea of how much crap I have in the box underneath the laptop.
0: Yeah, that that is a is but a mere drop in the ocean to my bits boxes. I have literally got. I've got. I. am not. I care. Like, oh, no,
1: that's just the blood ball bits box. Right. I still have my. I still have my fantasy bits box. Right.
0: Now. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's got a bits box. There's like I've got like Tupperware, like like industrial sized Tupperware boxes full of bits and stuff. And it's just like yeah and yeah.
1: <laughs> Stupid. I know. I'm never going to use any of that i know i'm never going to use anything well, if you never enough. know you might and you will be prepared
0: <laughs> yeah. some
1: might break to hand so i might need one of those random six hands that i've got spare
0: well you so, see the way i justify it to myself is especially now with the new especially in 40k the new um with the new sort of primaris guys and the bigger marines and stuff i was like, okay fine i've got some firstborn uh space marine type things here i'm going to do a diorama it's going to be like the front Of rogue trader where they're all sort of it's not gonna be crimson fists it'll be space wolves but it'll be the same sort of thing so they'll be all circled around in a mound fighting off orcs and stuff like that i've got loads of orcs i've got loads of guys i can do that at some point it's an idea so i'm like i'm keeping this because i'll need all those spare bits to do that sort of thing so i'm uh, you know that's my justification for all my my bits and pieces
1: yeah Yeah. you always just gotta save bits
0: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, okay, uh, so what, what, what else is, what else floats the proverbial boat then? So when you're not, when you're not, uh, blood bowling, what's, what else is on the... I
1: mean, I'm, I'm currently looking at my, uh, two tables of games, consoles, and everything nerdy currently, just being like, which one shall I talk, talk about first?
0: (laughs) Okay, so what, what are the consoles?
1: Uh, I have my PS4, my Switch, and the Wii there. Uh, and yeah, i think Xbox. everything else is mothballed upstairs and i'm currently on my gaming laptop right now <laughs> what are you
0: playing what are you playing
1: uh i mean i stellaris <gasps> took a large amount of time oh so
0: dude yeah. i have uh, me and my brother played stellaris and i was literally on it just before we came on uh onto the this and i was just like i need to start playing this again because i've got a load of the dlc which i've not sort of used and i love that game oh. i think it's really good yeah
1: So I I got put on Solaris by a friend of mine, played my first game and sent him a message that was like, I hate this game. Why does anyone play it? What the hell? I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But then there was something in the back of my mind that was like, maybe I'll give it another go. (laughs) And by the end of that one, I was like, I still hate this game, but I'm determined to beat it. Um, And then by the end of the next game where I got to the end of uh, the final crisis and beat the final crisis and was like, what was yes, your final? A. What, A. Was your final what was your final crisis? What was it—the uh, interdimensional
0: guys, or is it the?
1: Uh, the first final crisis was the weird eyeball brain bug things that uh, just arrive at one corner and start infecting everything.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Which, which was great because um, I was at war at the time with the guys that it landed in.
0: All oh, right. Okay. So it helped you.
1: So my my border was already thoroughly fortified <laughs> and it wasn't until i realized just how quickly they were sweeping across the rest of the ai i was like maybe i should do a thing about this <laughs> and not just defend yeah,
0: yeah the uh, me and my brother had a quite prolonged campaign um were we you know we, we joined forces and it was the interdimensional um sort of beings that came in and they started sort of like basically just wiping out the other side of the map. And we initially did some attacks. And we we're getting absolutely having our asses handed to it. And I was like, what the fuck? Nothing destroys these things. And we realized that you had to retrofit all of your ships with um, weapons that uh, ignored shields and stuff uh, because of the way they were. So, you, you know, they have these sort of things. You couldn't just buy ships, run them in. You had to sort of... Fight to the weaknesses and stuff, and we realized when we realized that things became slightly easier. But it was just like we were getting absolutely destroyed by this thing, and it got to the point where you were just having to make friends with people who've been pissing you off the entire game because you're just like, in the end, if we don't, this thing's going to fucking wipe all of us out and stuff.
1: I I did have the robot uprising once. Oh that, really? To admit it was my least favorite. I, I found it really annoying because I'd. I had robots kind of in the background. I'd not been a very robot-heavy race, but every decision that came through, I'd always picked the like, give robots rights, give you know, make they are people, everything. <laughs> and then suddenly it was just like, oh, by the way, half your stuff's dead by.
0: Oh right, okay. <laughs> yay i was always a bit iffy about having robots and stuff because i'm the same i was like yeah let's give them rights and they're like there's going to be uprisings and yeah. i'm just like yeah and there's new it's there's really- new races like necron effectively like necron tears and stuff where there's basically they they thrive off death and stuff so mm. i'd be interested in that plus there's like mega uh mega corpse you can have like a you can do a, a thing where you, oh, can yes,
1: be- you can just be a big corporation yeah so yeah my yeah. personal favorite's the robot one
0: Oh, right—the robot one.
1: Just playing the robots, yeah, uh, because you can you can basically play the Borg, right? Cool. Um, be- because it's just you you land on their planet and start assimilating the population into robot people, um, which is hilarious because you're not technically hated by everyone because you're not evil robots, but you are evil robots. <laughs> um, you can play evil robots that literally will not talk to anyone that is synthetic, uh, that isn't synthetic and you can also play, um, it's like a custodial unit that's right. gone wrong Right. so your first planet has populations of a species, but they've essentially created you to take care of them, <laughs> and you've just kind of gone out into the universe and gone, okay, by by taking care of my guys, they mean Take care, everyone else.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's really good. Yeah, it's it's a really in depth game, like the um, paradox games. You know a lot of them are super complicated like we tried yeah. uh crusader kings and it just like went completely over my head i like complicated stuff but it was just like yeah i can't deal with this game but the fact with solaris is because you start off with nothing and you expand and you learn as you expand and i think that's where the sort of you it's easier to sort of kind of get your head around whereas a lot of their other games your empires are already there and it's Have like you the stuff
2: battle tech at all by paradox no, I don't think I have actually. That's re- basically it's a bit like XCOM oh, but okay. with giant mechs. All oh, right, okay, yeah. And it's it's very tactical rather than mass strategy.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Side point though, XCOM, great game.
2: Oh yes, and XCOM two, equally good. Yeah. Have you played Phoenix Point?
1: I've not actually. No.
2: It's by the it's by the guy that originally created the XCOM games back in the eighties. Right, and it's very similar, very you know structurally and technically, like mechanically similar. You know, all units, you know, go around a board. You have got so many units, but it's kind of learned. It's thirty years of like experience brought into a new game. It's tough as hell. It really is
0: hmm.
2: real grind tough, but it's really well done. It never feels unfair. <laughs> you, never f- you never feel this game is kind of just like. Um, you, using the rules Which, against it.
1: Funny enough, parts of XCOM 2 did.
2: Yeah. Oh, yes. The,
1: the bloody, uh, what were they called? Emperor things or whatever it was.
2: Yeah. Where oh.
1: they were like, oh, by the way, they get a full turn every time you take half a turn.
2: Yeah. The, the, not the Avenger the Fallen. No, that was something else completely. Um,
1: um, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, the boss enemies that literally you're like, oh, well, I get to move here. Oh, it gets to move. Oh, I get to move here. Oh, it gets to shoot. Oh, well, I get to move here. Oh, it gets to shoot again. <laughs> yeah.
0: I played um, the original games uh, in the 80s, but I never, I've never, i never played any of the ex- the recent XCOM games.
2: They are very good, actually. They are very,
1: very oh, good. Get the, I'd say get the first one to begin with and get the um, get the DLC. Uh, yeah. enemy. it's enemy
2: unknown and enemy within if enemy, I enemy within is better Cause enemy within yes. is basically all the idea enemy yeah. moves in all the DLC and you get like cybernetics and you get like all these missions to send off one of your guys into so basically I've got a sniper but who, who just got, oh I just leveled up with all the cybernetics I could he was just unstoppable yeah
1: give a sniper cybernetic eyes and a flying yeah. armour and a plasma
2: missing. pistol plasma pistol and he's just like yeah, he's fine. I don't need to send in any kind of extraction team. He'll he'll sort
1: it out. <laughs> so, funnily enough, there's a game that I, I held off playing quite a while. I just didn't really want to get into it. I've started playing it recently, and I've played all of about, I don't know, maybe 30 hours in the last day. Um, Death Stranding. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's
2: heard of a walkabout simulator, basically, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't understand how they have managed to make being a delivery boy so fun. Really? Genuinely. Uh, wow. It took me a little bit to get into it, but once you get it, like, balancing is a, a thing. You have to hold two triggers if you want to balance every now and then while you're walking over the rocks. Yeah. And yeah, like, uh, I finished building a road between two places, and I've never had a rush from building a road. Um, I the the best thing that happened today um you can now build zip lines where you just build two things and if they're less than 300 meters apart you've got a zip line great um i'd built a great zip line network across the a good chunk of the map that i was on at the moment um i then had to do a mission across a mountain realized if i crossed the mountain i could build a zip line that took me from the top of the mountain back to where I built my zipline network. So it took me straight back to where I needed to be. I have never felt like more of a boss <laughs> when I'm ziplining <laughs> across miles of land that would have taken me hours to walk across.
0: What What's the sort of like, um, I'm not a PlayStation person, so um, I, I don't think I'll ever play it, but what's the sort of kind of, what's the score with the, the ghosty type things and the baby in a jar?
1: Uh, oh, I mean, this is, this no is Hideo Kashima. Just, just to yeah. Put so, this, this is hideous. Essentially, from what I understand, don't quote me on it. They're essentially dead people that have. So, like, as far as I can tell, death has become more of a tangible thing that people understand. Oh, okay. So they're dead people that have come back into this world. All right. Okay. Um, and they're trying to basically pull you into the dead world. Uh, right, okay. It's easiest, simplest way. And the baby, um, as dark as it sounds, is actually the baby of a dead mother. So the baby is between the living and the dead world.
0: Ah, uh, right, okay.
1: And because it's living but has a connection to the dead it can control your little arm thing and detect where the bts are the dead people
2: right 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 right
1: it's all very it's all very you know timey-wimey wibbly wobbly let's go so a, yeah so again <laughs> it, it, it makes sense in gameplay terms it's funny that they tried to put a story next to it
2: yeah basically remember how weird metal gear solid got at the end
1: now just keep ramping up that weirdness, yeah. because Hideo Kojima's not anything. You know, any you form know what of... though? Even in the weirdness, there's some really nice, touching moments in it. Yeah. Um, Again, Hideo Kojima. Yeah. So uh, spoiler warning: uh, if anyone's listening, and wants to spoil it and they skip on about thirty seconds, I'll I'll make a weird noise when it is. Uh, there's a, a character in it called Mama, and you find out that she gave she was trapped in a blast while she was pregnant. She gave birth to a stillborn baby but came back that then came back linked to her as a bt so she's had to stay in this one area caring for what is essentially a dead baby but is a bt and she asks you to cut the cord and it it it, it sounds like it's ridiculous and it should be ridiculous and the whole story behind it is just what the hell is happening but it's such a moving moment yeah yeah
0: are there any Are there any other games that sort of give you the feels? Have you ever had a game where you just gone, oh, that that that's sort of got me right here, man?
1: Oh, you're pushing my memory now. I have to
0: think about that and come back to it. Yeah, there,
1: def- there definitely is. Like, oh no, I mean, I'm um, a, ma- a massive Mass Effect fan.
0: All right, okay, massive we've got massive. the re- the remasters coming out soon.
1: Yes which I will probably waste more of my life playing. This is going to be a controversial
2: question. Is there any point playing it, playing the Mass Effect Legend editions, where we already experienced the original storyline ten plus years ago? Because the storyline doctrine, it's just the graphics have been better, and there's all the DLC embedded in the release. No multiplayer, apparently. No multiplayer.
0: So, Oh,
1: really?
0: Yeah, no multiplayer. No
1: multiplayer?
0: Apparently, yeah.
1: I thoroughly enjoyed Mass Effect 3's multiplayer.
0: Yeah, it's just the it's yep. just the campaign, apparently. It's just the story. Oh. Yeah.
1: Then no, <laughs> they need good graphics. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I, it's it's not what people want to hear. I'm sure, but no, if it's just good graphics, go play the old games, man.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they really need good graphics. That, unless, that was my point. Okay,
1: yeah. unless they've changed Mass Effect One's gameplay I to think make it the, less like running through treacle to get up to speed um but no i think just play through the story and then stop about 10 minutes from the end and make up your final ending because it'll be better than how it ended oh god yeah
2: oh red blue or white
1: funnily enough i was reading a thing and i can't believe i missed it um do you know when that came out someone sent over a thousand cupcakes to their head office in red, blue, and green, but all of them were vanilla cupcakes with vanilla icing. <laughs> whatever color you choose, it was the same thing, really. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a, That's, that's brilliant. inspired. That is, yeah.
0: that was inspired, yeah. <laughs> oh what, man!
1: What are your guys' opinions on VR?
0: Makes me feel sick.
1: <laughs> um, potentially
2: feel sick. to be good, I've just not yet seen... A game that you can really take full advantage. However, said that I have heard X Wing Squadrons in VR is very good.
0: um What is it? um Elite and obviously games like space games. Apparently, it's a lot better and stuff because you know the, the it's, a, it's the a lot more immersive. It. Yeah, it's yeah. more immersive. I
1: will. I will give you two games that confirmed to me that VR is there. And we'll be on the way very soon to getting even better.
2: Is Alex one of them? Half Life, Alex?
1: No, I've not oh. played that. No. Okay. So, Beat Saber. Yeah, I've played that. I've
0: heard. I've heard good things about that. Because
1: it's dance and for rev dance dance revolution but with lightsabers
0: can't deal with it man it it boggles my mind i'm just like flapping around like a. I mean
1: i'm i'm quite proud a few days ago i finished um experting all of the songs in the first two song packs wow i'm I'm quite proud i'm gonna be honest Uh, but just the sheer just enjoyment that you can get out of flapping lightsabers around (laughs) just yeah uh and also super hot super hot not heard that one actually so super hot was it, it is you can just play it on a console there is a console version of it but it it's built for vr the premise of the game is time only moves when you do oh yes N- yes i do know it now yeah. yeah so if you're stood completely still time doesn't move yeah and as you if you reach slowly for a gun or reach slowly for a knife they start moving so you can slowly like watch bullets pass you by and just feel like an absolute boss.
2: It's basically permanent bullet time, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's just.
0: Mm. Some of the horror games are meant to be absolutely terrifying. Like I've played, um, Oh, what's it called? Something at Freddy's. Um, yeah, I, so, and, and, um, I took a girl on a date to, uh, Dean's gate in Manchester and they have uh like a, a VR sort of thing and I thought, oh, that'd be a good sort of thing to do and we did that, Five Nights at Freddy's and um, I, you know, I don't believe in any of that stuff but I was freaking out. I used just, just, these things were like, you know, I, you know, suddenly like you're sitting there, they're, they're on the camera and then they're not, and then they're beside you and you've got to slam the door shut. Mm-hmm. I was fucking, I was, I was bricking it to the point where I said, like, look, dude, I can't deal with any of this horror shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm such a pansy. So let's not do that. I, said, I, oh.
1: I do think it's a whole nother level to horror. Yeah. Because we've always been able to like shut our eyes, turn away, turn the TV off kind of thing. Or but even just look inside When it's there. Yeah. it's in 3D as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've I've never I've not played it myself, but I've heard great things, the new Resident Evil. Um is it Resident oh. Evil six? The one where they're in, or is it seven? Because I think it, it's there's, 8, I, there's must be seven. I think it's it must be seven then. The one where they're in the the house with all the hillbillies. Yeah, yeah, that's seven. Yeah. I've I've heard fantastic things about the VR of that, that yeah. it is essentially just the game in VR and it's fantastic.
0: There's a, uh, there's an one called ghost hunter or ghost hunting or something like that. And it's meant to be like, like, you're literally a ghost hunter and uh, you have to do certain things. And then the ghost uh, he basically does shit to you. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know if I could deal with that. Man. I'd, uh, you know, I'd freak out. And can't deal with it. I <laughs> like. I remember we like one of the guys who used to do stuff for us. We went to play Expo, and he was doing one of the horror games. <laughs> he fucking like literally shot himself. You know, like, he was sitting there in the middle of this sort of like convention center, like this thing, and something jumped on him. And he went, oh fuck! And it just sort of dove to the ground. <laughs> and it was it was hilarious watching him. But it was just like he was he said it was like super scary but um yeah makes me feel slightly sick just because i wear glasses as well so obviously mm. yeah. it, it makes me yeah. feel a bit nauseous um... the
1: only time i've ever felt sick playing vr was i played i borrowed a friend's um like the vr gun that they sold for ps because i'm ps vr um i borrowed a friend's gun that they had and it was a first person shooter where you just oh. had your little stick to move you around and
0: I, I
2: got about 10 minutes in and was just like, I'm, mm. <laughs> What? just Gauch-
0: nuts. Yeah. yeah, sorry. My, my dog's kicking off outside the neighbours. <laughs> the the neighbour, have a they have a baby. Now, my dog is a guard dog, pretty much. And oh, he, wants out, the, he wants to live outside all the time. But he fucking barks in the evening when he sees anything. And so when the duck one... We need to get him in before he wakes up their child. So he's sort of barking away. So she's upstairs, running downstairs, making sure he just you know he comes in and stuff. But uh, whereas yours is just sitting there amongst. Oh. <laughs>
1: oh. He <laughs> destroyed her birthday balloon Aww. and now asleep. <laughs> 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 oh. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I I think there is a bit of a. You need to be careful with VR a little bit. Yeah. Um. I mean, realistically, we need walking rigs before we can do proper first-person shooters. Yeah. I've seen that some aren't just teleporting around.
0: Yeah, I've seen some of the um, uh, ones where they have like treadmill type things, three three-dimensional, I mean, three sixty treadmills, so you can kind of go around like that and um. Yeah. I saw a really good one. I can't remember what it was, but it must have been like the gadget show or something where they did that. They had like a, a 360 treadmill, but they also had paintball guns circling all of the things. So basically, whenever you got shot in the game, it set off a paintball gun so you would get shot oh. in, in real life. And oh, he says, oh. you know, it made you really, instead of just running around, you know, taking damage, you were being very, very careful. So you like, wouldn't get not, shot. You know,
1: don't give them, like, I don't know, a jacket with a few little electrodes on that. That'd be good. You know, like, a really minor electric shock. That yeah, would yeah. be cool. Yeah, that that would be a great way of doing it. You know, you put on a jacket so you you can tell whether you've been shot on the sides, back, front kind of thing. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, paintball gun. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, it's like Ready Player One, isn't it? So you, you've got the suits that sort of kind of, you know, give you the that feeling of uh, of damage. At, basically. Tactics. Yes. Yeah, yes. The, the yes. great
1: Yeah. That's yeah. That's the the thing that we need next.
0: Yeah, it is. But again, I, I'd I'd love to sort of I'd, I've I've always wa- wanted VR, but again, every time I'm on it, it does make me feel really nauseous and stuff. And it's like mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I can't really do it with my glasses on, which means I have to take my glasses mm-hmm. off. And when I take my glasses off, I get a bit nauseous anyway and stuff. So you know. It's just one of those those things that um, I don't think I'll ever sort of get into. I've got a lot of friends who use them and stuff, but um, not for me, I'm afraid.
2: Yeah, I've heard like very good things about Half Life Alex, which is like um, Steam's VR game set in the Half Life universe. Yeah. it's
1: Half Life Three, that's not Half Life Three.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting. I mean, they've said there's going to be no Half Life Three. Well, there's going to be no Half Life Two Episode Three.
1: Yeah.
0: But they keep saying no half life favors come on guys, come on. I don't understand why they don't do it. you know, there's so many things it's just like everybody's crying out for it and they won't do it. Um, basically, yeah, it's, it's
1: at the stage now where pretty much whatever they do is not unless crash. unless they like saying they have to knock it out of the park is an understatement. They yeah. have to knock it out of the solar system. For it to be up to hype now,
0: yeah, kind that's of
1: like and
2: also, cyberpunk. Yeah, 20. that's and also they are like basically a platform now. They are no longer develop; they are basically a platform. Yeah. Yeah. And and also, I mean, if you look at like cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, that has was hyped and hyped and hyped and hyped for seven years. Yeah, and then released, not in the best state. Really,
1: yeah, no, I, I almost felt sorry for CD Projekt Red because it seemed like the hype that they were getting wasn't fully down to them. They just got so much hype so quickly for the game. And then they tried the hardest they could to apply the brakes of like, it's not ready and we need more time. That it was just, it was bound to run into a wall of, you know, it's not everything. It's not Witcher 3, essentially.
2: Yeah. I've got to get going. Oh, something's come up, so I'm really going to say um, bye-bye, everyone. And miss, come up with the kiddies. I'll
0: be soon. Uh, okay. <laughs> See you there, Pete. <laughs> so it's just me and you, then. <laughs> yeah,
1: fair enough. I'm sure yeah. we can wait. How long does this normally go for,
0: by the way? Sure um, it's it pretty much. We'll probably end it now-ish now. We, gently, we can go on between anything between an hour and two hours. Two hours 30, I think, is the longest we've had before and stuff. Um, but. If we're gone we'll, we'll we'll probably count that as uh as uh as fate dangling uh in front of us and uh and, and probably leave it there as a as a, a good point um before we go though uh is there anything you've got that you want to sort of you want to pimp push anything like that
1: um like my instagram it's jimcredible it's um, <laughs> Uh, no i mean uh, the best thing you can do is if you want if you're a nerd who enjoys nightlife with all of your things come to sci-fi weekend when it's open again um we are also probably doing sci-fi in the sky too which is our like online version of it um it's on twitch so have a look for sci-fi in the sky on twitch and you'll see us there and you'll probably see me talking absolute nonsense for the whole day and a few entertaining acts and things like that but uh, in terms of selling things not much at the moment if i'm honest cuz the whole world shut down isn't it <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is it's uh, absolutely depressing like to yeah. be honest like as it is i don't mind um being locked in the house i'm an, i'm a nerd so i've got i've got loads of hobbies so it doesn't bother me but it is getting to a point where we're verging on a year of lockdown and yeah. you're like oh, you know i do, i wouldn't mind just going out somewhere you know at some point and stuff yeah
1: just you know, going. Oh, should we nip for a pint? Was, yeah,
0: okay, let's do it. Oh, yeah. he's he's back. You're back. I am. So, yep, yep, um, yep. <laughs> is everything okay? <laughs>
1: uh, as
0: much as it is, but we are going to start need to finish it up fairly soon. If that's okay. Oh yeah, we were just about to yeah, say. No, we're <laughs> we were. just about to say goodbye. now anyway. Right. Uh, and then he popped on. Um, but yeah, we're just saying like with COVID. Uh, just it's, we just want to go no i just yeah just want you know as much as i like having the not I, I i love working from home it's awesome that, that 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 floats my boat uh loads uh but i just want to go out just want to do something with my mates and stuff like that and yeah. you know as so, i mean as we for are. Me
1: it's more of you know if anyone's doing anything online and they want someone to try and make it fun drop me a message it's what to do Make things fun. <laughs> that is very true.
2: That is very true. Uh,
1: I mean, yeah, if you join the Sci-Fi Weekender page every now and then when I get particularly bored, I do my uh, very own personal blend of quiz, uh, which involves lots of silliness uh, and at least a couple of hours of random fun times and whatever. Um, but I don't really have a set program for when I do that. It's just when I can get around to doing it. Okay. <laughs> yeah join the sci-fi weekend page come to sci-fi weekend that's that's yeah yeah, absolutely
0: right okay uh well, well we'll leave it there so uh so Pete can rush off um Adam it's been a pleasure mate thank you very much for joining us oh sorry we've got a, a couple of messages which I have ignorantly missed on on YouTube urban Tripper said we have met so many amazing people as the urban Trippers, and made lifelong friends no event could ever beat the sci-fi weekender the next one is going to be something to look forward to uh and then he says can we get a shout out to rod munch and Com geek store Rod Munch, a Com Geek Store. Yeah, sorry. Can we get a shout out to God, check them cool. out guys much appreciated uh, thanks a lot Urban Trooper for the comments much appreciated and Adam thank you very much it's been super interesting I'm l- I love the fact that you're you're a fellow Games Workshop nerd that makes me happy <laughs> it's not, I, I'd like to say it's not it's often good. I get to talk about this shit but more so than not recently I, I get to talk about it a lot so it's I, yeah, if
1: you yeah. ever want to talk about it more just drop me a message yes I Games Workshop nerds I could talk about it for many more hours <laughs>
0: (laughs) um okay so uh for me i've been Matt geary with me has been peter ray ellison good night everyone and take care take care of each other and adam (laughs) Kolkoff. see you guys cheers Bye. bye